Um, you have long hands, though. You have like piano player hands. Yeah, like, really? you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've all not- have we all noticed Eric's <laughs> yes, fingers? Yeah, yeah. This is around the office. Very long. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Th- thanks for giving me a complex. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Vince is back on Monday. Happy Wednesday to you. Eric, along with Mike Spaulding, Debbie Lazga is in as well, and Greg Pancake Hills. All right, so I, I asked you guys to scroll through your phones. Do you recall what finger you used when scrolling through your phone? Mike, you can go first. Uh, left thumb. Greg? Right thumb. Debbie? Right index. Right index. Interesting. So Debbie, according to this study, is old. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. If you scroll through your phone with your index finger, you are old. That, according to a new poll by the maker of the game Candy Crush... They found that 80% of Gen Zers use their thumbs, 65% of millennials. But while the younger generations are thumbing through mindlessly, 73% of boomers say they use their index finger instead. Now, you're Gen X. I'm Gen X. There are extensive memes and talk online bashing the older generations for giving the phone the finger. Candy Crush's game designers have revealed that at least to play, using your index finger can be more beneficial. So I don't know if maybe that has something to do with this, so who's playing Candy Crush. Well, I can tell you if you're playing Candy Crush, probably not young. <laughs> so, so, Debbie, for you to use your index finger, you're using both hands then this to look true. at your phone. This is true, yes. So you're never a one-handed scroller. Oh, I, ca- I will every once in a while, yeah. I mean, it depends on what's needed, you know, but yeah. Usually, if I'm like sitting and just scrolling, I'm scrolling. I've got my holding with one and scrolling with the other finger. Interesting. The so girthiness what? of the phones these days make it very difficult to scroll with like one hand. Like you have to have a pretty sizable hand yeah. or a really good grip on the thing. So, so that I didn't see in the study. A, a gender would be interesting too, mm. if if more male or female use uh, both hands or whatnot. But in this case, anyway, Debbie, this makes sense as the the Gen Zer. I'm in that Zenial group, so I'm like right just north of the millennials, and I just did it now just to see, and I was using my thumb. Um, you have long hands, though. You have like piano player hands. Yeah, like, really? you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know. Have we all noticed Eric's <laughs> yes, fingers? Yeah, yeah. This is around the office. Very long. <laughs> right there. Thanks for giving me a complex. <laughs> Six fourteen. Why was the Cubs manager so upset after that game? We got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. The Brewers almost did it again. They almost came back four down to win a second day in a row. They were down 6-0 on, what, Monday, came back and beat the Cubs. Yesterday at American Family Field, they were down 6-2 in the eighth, tied it up in the ninth. They were able to get in the extras, but unfortunately a double play in the tenth and then another double play in the eleventh ended it for the crew. The 0-1. Terang, fly ball, left field. Coming in is Hap underneath of it, makes the catch. Terang's going to try to tag. Here's the throw to the plate. Terang is out. Miller tried to hustle down the line, and he couldn't get there in time. And they tag him out. It's a double play for the Cubs. And this game is over. So that was a little bit... I, I feel like the 10th inning double play was a little bit more inexcusable. Just kind of silly. Just a little too aggressive. Round and third, getting tagged at the plate on a single. And then the uh, whoever hit that ball... 
Oh, and Miller. Yeah, Miller, yeah, and then tough. getting tagged out, trying to stretch to second. That was rough. So anyway, um, they lose crew fall. They're back at it tonight at American Family Field. It's Adrian Hauser against Justin Steele of the Cubs. Now, I was playing you that soundbite earlier from David Ross. That's the manager of the Cubs. He was really worked up, got thrown out of the game late in the extras because he and the first base coach were arguing balls and strikes. But then it kind of veered into something else during his postgame rant. I know it's not an easy job, but there's there's just there, there's some of the, the pitches that got called today just weren't even close. And so um, it's got to be better. You know, they're closing the roof to get rid of the shadows late. There's a lot of bullshit that went on today that just was really frustrating. <laughs> so he's talking about the roof. So Ross was upset that he feels that if you close the roof, it's helping the hitter. So it was helping the Brewers to have it shot. I thought it was horse shit. I don't know. <laughs> so they asked him about it, and that, that's what he had to say. They also asked him whether or not he scrolls with his index finger or his thumb. I thought it was horse shit. I don't know. That's how he responded to that as well. Also asked him about fireworks late at night. I thought it was horse shit. I don't know. Yeah. Also asked him about the cocaine. I thought it was horse shit. I don't know. So David Ross upset after they were winning that game. So the Brewers and Cubs again at American Family Field later on tonight. At the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, it was an emotional win for Joey Chestnut. Right before the men were set to take the stage, the skies opened up, sending fans and contestants scrambling. It was almost too much for perennial winner Joey Chestnut to take. What a roller coaster emotionally. They told us it was canceled. We weren't sure if we were going to eat today. But eat they did. When the rain cleared, the contestants were announced, and then the contest. Chestnut down 62 dogs in buns to win his 16th mustard belt. I got leftover room, so I'll be having some beers later. For those of you who thought this would be the year he retires, he says he'll be back. Sherry Preston, ABC News, New York. So is that like the Olympians who, like, you know, frame their gold medals and whatnot? Does he frame all of his mustard belts? So ESPN had a documentary on competitive eating (laughs) a couple of years ago centered on the hot dog eating contest. And put down your hot dog! (laughs) Go on. I haven't seen it in a while. But I'm pretty (laughs) sure in the Joey Chestnut, like, one-on-one interviews, he has the belts, like, in in a room in his house. Yeah. uh, On the wall, like a a boxer. I love it. The heavyweight hot dog champion. Of Joey the world. Although he wasn't able to break a record, he wasn't even close to 77. That's the record. Uh, he says next year. It's not the heat that gets you, it's the humidity. <laughs> Every time. 620. So, what's with the cocaine by the White House? That story next. A powdery substance. Found in a work area of the West Wing over the weekend. This happened on Sunday. It prompted a partial White House evacuation. And now it's been identified as a, quote, cocaine-like substance. So... It's cocaine. The Secret Service releasing a statement saying the item was sent for further evaluation and investigation into the cause and manner of how it entered the White House is pending at this time. We should note some White House tour visitors are able to tour parts of the West Wing and tours do take place on the weekends as well. The investigation continuing and further testing will be carried out. Yeah, so... They say that there are tours at times, and it happens during the weekends, of the West Wing. Now, Mike, you had suggested maybe someone pulled out their phone, and then that was also in their pocket, and it fell out. 
Man, you're going on a tour at the White House. You're bringing cocaine in your pockets. Well, just, a, like, just a little. That seems like a terrible a lot idea. Of walking. You're bringing a little snow to the White House. Have you been to the National tour? Mall? It's so much walking. It's so hot outside. See, I had said earlier, my theory is that, like, to be a White House staffer, like, that's that's a job. And it wouldn't shock me if a staffer did a little blow from time to time to just to have enough energy and speed and whatnot. If that's what, it, who knows, whether it's someone, a tour guide. I know there's people throwing out there the, the president's son's name um, because he has obviously been an addict before. Nothing to indicate that yet, that this was his. Um, no one thinks it was the president's. Uh, he's not even there. He's at Camp David. So, But as of now, the studying continues. The studying. It's just a guy is like, you know what? I'll take that. I was surprised that they, <laughs> Secret Service just rubbed it on their teeth. Yeah, like, yeah let I think me. That's, yep, that's definitely. I'm that's a federal law enforcement official. Let me just see that. I'll test it out for you. <laughs> I just think that, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna find a powder that you thought was potentially dangerous at a prompts an evacuation, why would you identify it as a cocaine like substance? Like, there's so many other other ways to describe. What, what a powder might look like or what cocaine would look like. Yeah, but I guess what if it comes back is like speed or something like that. Like, it, you know, facts matter, I guess. Like, sure. you, you know, yeah. you don't want to confirm that it's something and it turns out to be, you know, just a little powdered sugar maybe. Someone was going to a barbecue later. They didn't top but the brownies off. They just got to dust the... it on top. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't prompt the evacuation. It wasn't sugar. That caused that. They clearly knew what it was. I think they know exactly what it is. They know what it was. Now it's going to be figuring out damage control. How do you spin this? Like, this is something that, by the way, like, that's what's so amazing about the era we live in right now is that, like, something like this could potentially, like, end a presidency. This won't in this case, but, like, cocaine found in the West Wing? Like, what? are you kidding? Like, how is that happening? See, I go the other way. I go the other way. If this wasn't a holiday weekend, you know, next day type deal, I don't know if we would even be talking about it at all. Like, how much is a little? Like, are we like a little baggy, like a quarter I don't baggy? Think that matters. Was it used? I who knows? <laughs> I just what, don't. I don't. I don't. Was know. it the Secret Service agents? I mean, because Secret Service admittedly hasn't been perfect in a bit. <laughs> They're still working on their image. That is a way. <laughs> who knows? We're speculating, of course, but yeah, still trying to figure out where that. White powder came from that. Eric Bill said in for Vince. Vince is back on Monday. Mike Spaulding here, Debbie Lasaga, and Greg Pancake Hill producing the big show. Coming up in 10 minutes, Dr. Ken Harris joins us. We'll discuss fireworks. Lots of questions about fireworks this week. We'll get to that. So I'm not sure how I feel about this problem if you want to call it one concerts apparently are much longer now than they've ever been so when you're going to see mccartney or someone like that the show just goes on and on and on paul mccartney blames the boss i blame bruce springsteen yes I've told him so. I said, it's your fault. He told Conan O'Brien's podcast. We used to do a half hour and we got paid for it. Springsteen shows usually last between three and four hours. They've been like that since the 80s. It's me. But that seems to be the norm now. Shows on Taylor Swift's latest tour are running well over three hours. And Beyonce shows are about two and a half hours long now, too. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. Now, two and a half hours is okay. 
That's not too bad. Four hours is a little much, although I'm, I'm conflicted because tickets are ridiculous right now. Yeah, they're longer. The shows are longer than ever, but they're also more expensive right. than ever. So I love that, you know, the Taylor Swift stuff, I think that's fantastic that she's doing three-plus-hour shows because obviously it's a huge deal. Tons of people are going to see it. So if she's doing long shows, awesome. You know, she's, she's given everything in every show, every concert, yada, yada. That's awesome. But I have to admit, like... I was at a show last week at Summerfest. I saw Diggable Planets, which is an old hip-hop jazz fusion-y band from the 90s. They went 60 minutes, and I was like, hey, how about that? Yeah. Let's go do something else That's now. the correct length. 60 minutes, maybe hour 20, yeah. but three hours. That's now, too, that's I'm too much for you. Out. You're yeah. a music guy, right? Okay. Yeah, it's just, and I don't like to stand that long or sit that long. I don't know. I feel like after two and a half hours, I'd start getting... Antsy. Well, you want to start hearing the good stuff. If it's that long, you assume you're hearing some B-sides you don't want to hear. All right, Greg, I know you're a big music guy. Where do you fall on this? Yeah, I'm mad if it's only an hour. If I pay for a show, I guess Summerfest is like That's different. beside the Summerfest point. Summerfest is yeah, different. Yeah, I would say an hour 45, I'm, I'm satisfied. Depending on who the show is, too. I mean, a lot of these people have like 10 years worth of catalog. Like, what are you going to pick? And it better all be hits if it's going right. to be an hit hour 30. Hit. If I get an hour 30 of deep cuts from a band that I'm barely <laughs> there for... What are we doing? I saw, when I was in college in Des Moines, I saw Parliament, and I actually left early because they did not stop. And it, it's, I've, it's bothered me ever since because that band, just, they just jam and jam and jam, and I was, we got so tired. And here I was 19 years old and left early. Can never do that again. So, yeah. So you can shorten up a little bit. Maybe three hours is... Mm, mm. It's 6.44. We have extra points, a very special extra points coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. The Brewers almost did it again. They were down four yesterday. They came back and beat the Cubs on Monday, down six, down four on Tuesday at American Family Field. 6-2 was the score in the eighth inning. The Brewers battle back to tie the score and go into extras, but unfortunately a double play in the 10th and then another double play in the 11th end the day for the crew. The 0-1 to Rang. Fly ball, left field. Coming in is Hap underneath of it. Makes the catch. Terang's going to try to tag. Here's the throw to the plate. Terang is out. Yeah. It was not meant to be that double play ended the game. Cubs go on to win. Craig Council afterward. He's got to, everything's got to go right. He made a good play on the, just the catch. It, bounced, it kicked up on him a little bit. He made a good play on the catch and um, made a heck of a throw. They're back at it tonight at American Family Field right here on WTMJ. Adrian Hauser on the bump against the Cubs' Justin Steele. A lot of the talk, though, after the game was David Ross, though, all fired up, not only about the umps. He was thrown out of the game because he was arguing balls and strikes, but also he was upset with the the Miller Park, or I'm sorry, the American Family crew shutting the roof and he brought that up during his rant about balls and strikes. I know it's not an easy job, but there's there's just there, there's some of the, the pitches that got called today just weren't even close. And so um, it's got to be better. You know, they're closing the roof to get rid of the shadows. Late. There's a lot of bullshit that went on today that just was really frustrating. Wait, what? So he says they're closing the roof to get rid of the shadows because that would help the hitters. So he's accusing the... Uh, <laughs> the stadium ops team of shutting the roof to get rid of the shadow so then when the Brewers are up, they can win the game. I guess that's they, they brought it back up to him. Wait, what did you say there, Coach? I thought it was horseshit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, so I'm sure that'll be brought up again today. I'd love, I wish today was Tuesday 
so we could ask Craig Council about it. But uh, we'll have to we'll have to chat with Jeff Levering to get his take on the whole roof gate coming up one hour from now. It's time for extra points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's morning news. That was Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. The fireworks didn't keep him up all night. He's looking bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Dr. Ken Harris, former Milwaukee police lieutenant, also a teammate of ours at 101.7 The Truth. Hi, Ken. Bushy-tailed? I can't quite see my issue. Is he calling me a squirrel? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. Like what? Or or a bunny rabbit? So uh, there's know. there's still a lot to get to regarding the uh, Supreme Court's decision from last week. Yeah, yeah. Affirmative action and whatnot. You had said last week on mm-hmm. this program that look, you know, this this does not necessarily prevent uh, African Americans or other minorities from getting into school. Right. Uh, you were pushing the 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 personal essay right as a way that. That can help find diversity in the school grounds, right? Should I get him? Should I get him? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> so you're not old enough to remember that with the only way to get into school in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s was your personal essay. Okay. So the personal essay was the place where you talked about uh, your the, the importance of going to college and why it's important to you, um, your household, your... your um, you know, issues in sure. life, yeah. but but you've made it this far and you've got the grades and you passed the tests and now you'd like to go to their university. Mm-hmm. Your address is on the thing. All they do is look up your address and go, oh, look, predominantly white, predominantly black, Hispanic, Asian. That, that. So all your information is in your personal essay. And so that's what was used uh, decades ago to make sure that the experience and what you're looking for in college those people got in. That's all they were talking about. Plus, you can measure it, right? I can look at your essay, your essay. I can grade it. I got a rubric. Yeah, they mentioned this. They mentioned that. Yep, you get in. Supreme Court reversed that and said, hey, like some of these, it'll make you a better business person when you go. Well, you can't really measure that now. So we can't get you in school for that. So who will be directly impacted the most? You were just telling me about an article you found on this. Well, I was reading an article in Vox this morning about white women have always been the number one group that have made out like a bandit when it came to affirmative action. In 2015, there were roughly 52,000 white women in management because of affirmative action and only 10,000 African-American. So when you talk about winning... Right. The person that's hiring who has to do the affirmative action thing. Right. I mean, I've sat in meetings where people said, yeah, we got to get more diversity. Yeah. There's a woman I know. And I'm like, like, really? Wow. And I'm sitting at the table. So so we have to grasp that if we're really going to make education in higher ed what it's supposed to be. A good, fun, that's, I mean, that's where you go and you learn about yourself. You learn different things about different people. More than just book smart stuff. You learn street smart stuff. Exactly. I've got friends from India that I literally talk to every other week from 2002, Mm -hmm. right? Those are the things that college is for. And if you can transfer that in an essay, that that's what you're looking for, but what you have to offer and why it's important that you go to school because other people in your family didn't and all those things. 
I it'll, think it works. It'll be interesting to check back in a few years to see what the numbers indicate. If if they stay mostly the same, if there's a little bit of a tweak here and there, if it leans one mm-hmm. way or the other, I'm just curious to see how it goes here. If if most schools already have an implementation in place where they can do right. this without too much hassle, but but the translation comes five years into business. Yeah. So five years after you graduate, what do those businesses look like? If the businesses keep looking like the same, then it's not working. Dr. Ken Harris, former Milwaukee police lieutenant, our teammate at 1017 The Truth, whose show is at? 4 to 6 p.m. And by the way, I'm retired. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> when you guys know. are working for the rest of the day. Oh, thank you, Ken. All right.